When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to History Tea Time. I'm Lindsay Holiday, and I'm spilling the tea on history. Monarchs with the most monogamous marriages. In many countries where polygamy is the practice, kings and emperors have had harems of hundreds or even thousands of wives and concubines. But in Europe, Christianity has reigned for a millennia, and the church is pretty strict on their one-woman-at-a-time policy. But that didn't stop a handful of monarchs from taking multiple trips down the aisle. Royal brides were under immense pressure to produce as many heirs as possible, and they died often in childbirth or because their bodies were worn out from constant pregnancy. If a monarch wasn't getting the heirs he wanted from his wife, or if he had grown tired of her and she hadn't done him the courtesy of dying, there was always divorce or even murder to clear the throne for another consort to take her place. Many rulers managed to marry three times, but today we'll be counting down six serial monogamist monarchs who had four or more marriages. Philip II, King of Spain, Four Wives Philip was the son of Holy Roman Emperor Charles V. Charles inherited the Holy Roman Empire from his paternal grandfather, the Netherlands from his father, and Spain from his mother. When he died, the empire went to his brother, Ferdinand I, and Spain and the Netherlands to his son, who also inherited Portugal from his mother's family. Philip II was a strong leader during Spain's Golden Age. The Spanish conquered the Incan Empire and the Philippines were named in his honor. Philip married four times and all of his wives were relatives. His first wife, Maria Manuela of Portugal, was his double first cousin. They shared all four grandparents. She died at 17 giving birth to their son, Carlos. 
Philip's second wife was his first cousin, Queen Mary I of England, the daughter of his aunt, Catherine of Aragon, and King Henry VIII. She was desperate to conceive a child and keep the throne of England from her Protestant sister, Elizabeth. But after two humiliating psychosomatic pregnancies, she died of uterine cancer. Before Mary was even cold, Philip proposed to Elizabeth, but was rejected. 30 years later, Philip tried to invade England with the mighty Spanish Armada, but the English queen won an unlikely victory. Wife number three was third cousin Elizabeth of Valois. They were married nine years and had two daughters before she too died in childbirth. Philip's fourth and final wife was his niece and first cousin Anna of Austria. She died of heart failure at 30 after giving birth to her fifth child. Philip remained single for the final 18 years of his life. He had 12 children with his four wives, but only two of them outlived him. His son with Anna, Philip III, inherited the throne after he died at 71. William the Silent, Prince of Orange and ruler of the Netherlands. Four wives. William was the son of the Count of Nassau-Dellenburg, then part of the Holy Roman Empire. At 11, he inherited the Principality of Orange in southern France from a childless cousin. He was sent to the Netherlands to be educated under the Emperor's sister, Mary, who was governor there. At 18, he married Anna of Egmond, a wealthy Dutch heiress. They had a happy marriage and three children. William inherited her father's titles, Lord of Egmond and Count of Buren. Anna died of illness at 25, and William was grief-stricken. He had become a favorite of Emperor Charles V, who leaned on him when he abdicated in favor of his son, King Philip II of Spain. Philip made William stadtholder of the provinces of Holland, Zeeland, and Utrecht. William met secretly with Philip and King Henry II of France and heard their proposal to exterminate Protestants in France and the Netherlands. William said nothing, gaining the nickname the Silent, but he could not allow them to commit genocide, and he himself had begun to convert to Protestantism. He returned to the Netherlands and became a leader of rebellion against Spanish occupation. This sparked the Eighty Years' War. William's second wife, Anna of Saxony, was the wealthiest heiress in Germany. They wed in a Lutheran service and had five children. She was self-absorbed and cruel and the marriage was not happy. Anna had an affair with lawyer Jean Rubens, the father of painter Peter Paul Rubens. She became pregnant and William divorced her, but he refused to return her massive dowry. Anna's family was so furious that they walled her up in a room with only a small hole through which she was given food. She died there at 33. Wife number three, Charlotte of Bourbon, was a French noblewoman and former nun. Her mother had secretly taught her the Protestant faith. When her father discovered the heresy, he sent her to a convent. Charlotte escaped and fled to the Netherlands, where she fell in love with William. They had a happy union and six daughters. She was popular with the Dutch. In 1581, the Netherlands declared independence from Spain. 
furious, Philip II sent assassins after William. He was shot in the neck, but survived. Charlotte tirelessly nursed him back to health, but she died of exhaustion at 36. William was heartbroken and her death was widely mourned. He had nine daughters, but only two living sons. So at 50, he wed Louisa de Coligny, a French Huguenot whose first husband had been murdered at the St. Bartholomew's Day Massacre. They had one son, Henry. William invited a French nobleman to his home, although his wife had warned him that the man was sinister. When William greeted the man, who was really an agent of King Philip with forged papers, he produced a pistol and shot the prince twice in the chest, killing him. William was succeeded by three of his sons, Philip, Maurice, and Henry. Henry was the only son to have children and continue the Orange Nassau dynasty. Louisa lived to the age of 65. Ferdinand VII, King of Spain, Four Wives At 18, the crown prince wed his first cousin, Princess Maria Antonia of Naples and Sicily, granddaughter of Holy Roman Empress Maria Theresa. She suffered two miscarriages before dying of tuberculosis at 21, though her heartbroken mother suspected poison. Ferdinand conspired with French Emperor Napoleon to force his father, King Charles IV, to abdicate. He only enjoyed his ill-gotten throne for a year before Napoleon arrested him and placed his own brother, Joseph Bonaparte, on the Spanish throne. The people were discontent under French rule, and the Peninsular War broke out. Ferdinand regained the throne after five years. He then married his niece, Maria Isabel of Portugal. He was 32 and she 19. Their first daughter died at four months old. The delivery of her second child was incredibly difficult. The baby was breech and Maria Isabel fell unconscious. Ferdinand ordered the doctor to perform a cesarean to extract his heir. At the time, caesareans were nearly always fatal to the mother and were usually only done if she had already died. When the doctor started cutting the queen's stomach, she screamed in pain and fell unconscious again. Maria Isabel bled to death at 21. The baby, a daughter, was stillborn. Ferdinand moved on to 16-year-old Maria Josepha Amalia of Saxony. She had a strict religious upbringing and was taught nothing about sex. On their wedding night, the king entered her chamber completely naked, and she was so terrified she ran screaming from the room. She was forced back in and was again so distraught that she urinated on herself. Ferdinand was furious, but backed off. It took a letter from the Pope to convince the new queen that marital sex was not a mortal sin, and she agreed to sleep with her husband, providing that they pray together first. Unsurprisingly, the marriage was childless. Maria Josepha Amalia bore the blame for the king's lack of heirs, and she retreated from public life. She died of a fever at 25. Ferdinand's siblings began to spar over who would rule after him, so he decided to marry for a fourth time in the hopes of finally siring an heir. 
Maria Cristina of the Two Sicilies was another of his nieces. She was 23 and had already given birth to a secret love child, so the king considered her a safe bet. She did deliver Ferdinand's long-awaited children, but they were both daughters, Isabella and Luisa Fernanda. The king changed the succession law to allow his eldest daughter to inherit his throne. Ferdinand was a poor leader, and his rule saw revolts in Spain and revolutions in the American colonies. When he died at 48, the nation was divided between supporters of his daughter, Queen Isabella II, and his brother, Carlos de Bourbon, and Spain fell into civil war. Władysław II Jagiełło, King of Poland and Grand Duke of Lithuania four wives. Yogaila inherited the Grand Duchy of Lithuania from his father in his early 20s. He was a pagan and faced invasion from the Teutonic Knights, who wanted to convert him and his people to Christianity by force. To gain support in resistance, he wed 11-year-old Queen Jadwiga of Poland and was baptized Catholic. Nobles and peasants across Lithuania soon followed him in converting. The Grand Duke took the Christian name Władysław II Jagiełło. He and Jadwiga reigned over both of their realms as co-monarchs. She was a strong leader and the pair had a harmonious union. As she was so young when they wed, they waited to consummate the marriage. Jadwiga became pregnant for the first time at 25. Her daughter was born prematurely and died within days. Jadwiga died of childbed fever. On her deathbed, she advised her husband to marry Anna of Sili, granddaughter of King Casimir III, so that he could claim the Polish throne she was leaving vacant. When the king met his intended, he found her very unattractive. He postponed the wedding, saying that she needed to learn Polish, but eventually he had to go through with it. The king spent as little time with Anna as he could. Five years in, she gave birth to a daughter, Hedvig. The king strongly suspected that the child was not his, but he didn't make an adultery case public and claimed Hedvig as his own. Fourteen years in, Anna became ill and called her husband to her deathbed. He took his time and she died before he arrived. Several foreign rulers suggested their female relatives for Władysław's third wife, but he shocked them all by falling in love with Elizabeth of Pilica, a 45-year-old widow with few political connections. Their marriage was happy, but she died of tuberculosis three years in. The 70-year-old king decided to take one more crack at fathering a male heir, so he wed 17-year-old Lithuanian noblewoman Sofia of Haushani. She delivered three sons, Władysław, Kazimir who died in infancy, and another Kazimir. The family was embroiled in an inheritance dispute. Władysław wanted his son to succeed him, but the Polish nobles reminded him that his only claim to the throne was through his first and second wives. Only his daughter Hedwig had Polish royal blood, and therefore she was the only one with a claim to the throne. Princess Hedwig died of a mysterious illness at 23, and it was suspected that her stepmother had poisoned her. 
Władysław died at 82, and the Polish nobility reluctantly accepted his son as their king. Queen Mother Sophie lived to 56. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Have you ever wondered what really happened to Amelia Earhart or the lost colony of Roanoke? Do you ever find yourself scouring the internet for vicious Victorians and their murders by gaslight? Or perhaps you're just sick and tired of women being constantly misrepresented or plain lied about throughout history. If so, join me, Katie Charlwood, history harlot and reader of books on Who Did What Now, the history podcast that's not your history class, part of the Area of Media Network, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Adios, au revoir, au revoir to zen, my friends. Bye-bye. I'll be seeing you. Henry VIII, King of England, Six Wives. Henry VII came out of the Wars of the Roses victorious and founded the Tudor dynasty. His eldest son, Arthur, made a powerful dynastic marriage to Catherine of Aragon, daughter of the monarchs of Spain. But he died at 15 of the sweating sickness. Second son, Henry VIII, got the throne at 18. He married his brother's widow, and they had a happy marriage for several years. She suffered several miscarriages, and their only son, Henry, Duke of Cornwall, died at just 52 days old. Her only surviving child was a daughter, Mary. Being only the second Tudor king, Henry was obsessed with fathering a son to secure his dynasty. When Catherine entered menopause, Henry decided to divorce her. He had a replacement picked out, Catherine's lady-in-waiting, Anne Boleyn. It was nearly unheard of for a king to marry a commoner, but Anne had refused to sleep with him unless they were married. Henry appealed to the Pope to annul his first marriage on the grounds of incest, as Catherine had been married to his older brother. But the Queen swore that she had never slept with Arthur, and the Pope refused. Outraged, Henry used the Protestant movement to make himself head of the new Church of England and grant himself a divorce. Catherine of Aragon died of cancer at 50. To Henry's disappointment, Anne also gave birth to a daughter, Elizabeth, and then miscarried. Her enemies whispered lies to the king that Anne was committing adultery and incest with her brother. Henry had her found guilty of treason and beheaded. Eleven days later, he married Jane Seymour, also a lady-in-waiting. She gave the king his long-awaited son, Edward, and then died of childbed fever. Next, Henry was encouraged to make a political match and to add a spare to the heir. But princesses were not lining up to marry the wife-murdering monarch. One said that if she had two heads, she'd be happy to marry him. 
a treaty was finally made for Anne of Cleves, sister of a German elector. Henry became infatuated with her portrait and decided to surprise her when she arrived. But when Anne was shocked rather than enamored with the old, overweight stranger who burst in on her, Henry was humiliated. He complained that it was Anne who was ugly and thus he was unable to consummate the marriage. Anne was happy to accept a divorce, a generous settlement, and to escape with her head. 50-year-old Henry next wed 16-year-old Catherine Howard, a cousin of Anne Boleyn. He doted on her, but was informed that she had not been a virgin and was cheating on him. She was beheaded. Sixth and final wife, Catherine Parr, nursed the ailing old king. She angered the cantankerous old king by arguing religion with him, and he was on the brink of arresting her and moving on to wife number seven, when she calmed him down. Henry VIII died at 55 and was succeeded by his only son, Edward VI, then by both of his daughters, Mary I and Elizabeth I. Before we reveal the monarch who made the most trips down the aisle, let's take a look at a few honorable mentions who qualify on quantity of spouses, but are knocked out of the running on other criteria. Charlemagne conquered a vast empire in Central Europe and forced the Pope to crown him Holy Roman Emperor on Christmas Day 800. He was a Christian, but in the religion's early days, monogamy was more of a suggestion. He had nine known women by his side, though the legality of his relationships were a bit hazy and certainly not monogamous. Himeltrude may have been a wife or a concubine. She bore him one son, but he left her for a political marriage to Desiderata. One year later, the Pope annulled that marriage so Charlemagne could make a different political alliance with Hildegard of the Vinsgau. She died giving birth to her ninth child. Next, he married Fastrada, who bore two daughters. After her death came a childless marriage to Lutgard. Charlemagne had six more children with four concubines. Gerswinda, Madelgard, Regina, and Ethelind. By having so many wives and concubines, Charlemagne secured his dynasty with plenty of heirs. But as Frankish law divided everything between brothers rather than eldest takes all, this backfired. Charlemagne's many descendants sliced up his empire and fought over the pieces for a century. Casimir III, the Great King of Poland he transformed war-torn Poland into a wealthy kingdom and doubled its size. His first wife, Aldona of Lithuania, gave birth to two daughters and died at 29. Casimir next wed Adelaide of Hesse, but didn't like her and declared himself divorced, never bothering to seek a legal end to their union. He bribed a priest to marry him to his mistress. Christina of Rokichana, and both Adelaide and the Pope complained that the union was bigamous. Casimir again declared himself divorced from Christina and made a political marriage to Hedwig of Sagan using a forged papal dispensation. They had three daughters. 
Casimir died at 60, and as he had no male heir, the throne passed to his nephew, Louis I, the father of Jadwiga of Poland. His daughter Anna was the mother of Anne of Sili, Władysław II, Jagiełło's second wife. Queen Catherine Parr, Henry VIII of England's sixth and final wife, had four husbands. But as she was a queen consort, not a monarch, she doesn't count. At 17, she married Sir Edward Burke, who was sickly and died. Second husband, John Neville, Baron Latimer, was twice her age. They got on well and she raised his children and nursed him in his final years. Catherine fell in love with Jane Seymour's brother, Thomas. But when the elderly king proposed to her, she couldn't turn him down without risking her neck. After Henry VIII's death, she was free to marry Thomas Seymour. At 35, Catherine became pregnant, a surprise as she had never conceived before. During her pregnancy, she caught her husband embracing her stepdaughter, Princess Elizabeth. Catherine died giving birth to a daughter. Her widower quickly proposed to Elizabeth, but was turned down. He was beheaded for treason a year later. And now, the monarch with the most monogamous marriages. Ivan the Terrible, Tsar of Russia, six or eight wives. Ivan became Grand Prince of Moscow at the age of three. His mother was poisoned and he was neglected and abused by courtiers. He witnessed countless acts of cruelty and violence. The troubled prince soon became violent himself. At 14, Ivan took control by having an enemy dragged out of a banquet and fed to the dogs. Ivan built a vast empire and had himself crowned the first Tsar of all the Russias. He invited all of the noble houses to present their eligible daughters so that he might choose a bride. From 1,500 young women, he selected Anastasia Romanovna. The pair had six children and a happy marriage. She calmed his violent urges, and their court became a center of culture. But after 14 years, Anastasia was poisoned by Ivan's enemies. The Tsar was shattered, and his cruelty morphed into mania. He put dozens of once-trusted advisors to death. Though he was heartbroken, he needed to remarry. Four of his six children had died, and two sons were not enough to secure the dynasty. He wed Maria Timnukovna, a 16-year-old converted Muslim. She had one son who died in infancy. Maria pushed her husband towards further violence. Rebellions against the Tsar caused him to form the Oprichniki, secret police who brutalized and murdered thousands of people. The entire city of Novgorod was massacred. Rumors of witchcraft circled Maria, who fell dead of poison. Ivan executed 20 servants for her assassination, but he most likely murdered her himself. The Tsar called for another bride show and selected 18-year-old Marfa Sobakina. Her mother fed her fertility potions, which killed her 16 days into their honeymoon. Wife number four was the runner-up in the bride show, Anna Koltovskaya. After two years, she failed to become pregnant, so Ivan banished her to a convent. Wife number five was Anna Vasilchekova. 
She only lasted a year before she too was banished to a convent. Wives six and seven may have been made up to exaggerate Ivan's terrible image. According to legend, wife six, Vasilisa Minintayeva, was caught in an affair. Ivan forced her to watch as her lover was impaled and she was sent to a convent. Ivan discovered that wife seven, Maria Dolgarukaya, was not a virgin on their wedding night and in a rage, he drowned her. Wife number eight, or six, Maria Nagaya, did undoubtedly exist. The now surly 50-year-old king treated his bride coldly and would have banished her to a convent as well had she not bore him a son, Dimitri. Ivan nearly divorced her to marry Queen Elizabeth I's cousin, Mary Hastings, but the English queen declined. During an argument with his eldest son, the Tsar hit him in the head and killed him. Ivan the Terrible died of a stroke at 55 and was followed by his second son, Theodore. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. I'll be putting out new episodes every Tuesday, revisiting and revamping my most popular YouTube videos, unburying some of my favorite hidden gems, and adding even more fascinating information for your listening pleasure. Want some visuals with your history? Then check out my YouTube channel, History Tea Time with Lindsay Holiday, where you can find hundreds of videos about queens of the world, royal history, women's history, and more. You can also follow History Tea Time on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. This podcast is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other great shows like Queen's Podcast, Ancient History Fangirl, Redacted History, and more. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. All you need is a few minutes to start your day off with something historic when you listen to the This Day in History podcast. Every day there's a new episode for you to listen and learn about what happened that day way back when. So listen and subscribe to This Day in History wherever you get your podcasts. That's This Day in History wherever you get your podcasts.